Hello, Middle Church. Welcome. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Um, I am Reverend Natalie um, coming to you um, from Hurricane Henri. <laughs> so I stayed in my home today instead of going to Prospect Park. Um, I hope that all of you who are also up in this area are safely bunkered down. Um, we'd rather be able to see each other here in the online space than um, weather the storm. There are enough storms to weather, beloved, in this world without us having to go out into the physical weather. So let us get right into worship. But before we do, uh, we like to take a deep centering breath together that connects us um, whether we are near or halfway across the world, this is the one moment that we can share together. So let's take a deep centering breath. Come, let us worship God.
Amen. Well, friends, it's time for another message for all ages as nature observers, as we look at the ways red pandas remind us of God. So gather around the screen with me. Last week, we talked about the way that red pandas rest. And today, we're going to learn about how they talk. Now, did you know that red pandas are actually really quiet creatures? They do vocalize or make noise, but sometimes it's almost like they're whispering. This means that caretakers have to be really still, listen, and be patient to catch a red panda's sounds. And you know, actually, God does that for us because the Bible says that God bends down to listen to us. So when we are really quiet, God always makes sure that we're heard by them. Now, do any of you speak quietly like a red panda? I did as a kid. It wasn't that I didn't have anything to say. I had so much to say, but I was shy and I spoke really quietly. So a lot of times my louder peers would talk over me or my teachers would just call on somebody else. And that really hurt my feelings. Everybody would always say, Elise, you need to speak up. But I didn't want to speak louder. I just wanted somebody to listen closely and wait for me to finish my sentence. Friends, many, many weeks ago, Miss Alicia told us how important it is to raise our voices. And that is so true. And I want to add to that, that it's important for those of us who are louder to stop and to make space for our quiet classmates or siblings or friends or maybe your pets. Both loudness and quietness are valuable to God. Now, red pandas can't talk to us in a language we can understand, right? But if they could, I bet you that they would tell us how important it is to make sure our quiet friends feel heard. They have important things to say, and so do we. Let's make sure that we don't talk over our quiet friends and make sure that their important thoughts are heard. And maybe, friend, you are the quiet person. Know that we see you and want you to share the very important things in your mind and heart. And so does God. Okay, let's pray together. Dear God, thank you for red pandas who help us see how to treat ourselves and others. Thank you for loudness and quietness and for valuing them both. Amen. Thank you so much, Elise. Hi, good morning, everyone. I'm Reverend Amanda. I use she, her pronouns, and I hope that my internet is okay. I am worshiping with you this morning from a Holiday Inn Express in West Virginia on my way back to New York City. Um, looking forward to being with Elise and Alicia tomorrow in person for our children's camp. Friends, we are in an interactive worship time in August and September. We are in a Zoom square experiencing worship together in real time. So if you're worshiping with us right now on YouTube or on Facebook, you're welcome to hop over into the Zoom space with us or catch us here next week. We'll be here all throughout August and September. And I want to tell you right now about a couple of things happening in the life of our church as we rise to become the beloved community that God calls us to be. 
The first of all is a very first off is a very timely and important conversation happening this Wednesday at 7 p.m. It's all about vaccine hesitancy. We are holding a table for you to bring your questions, for you to bring your fears, and to be held in a safe space as we are guided in conversation by our own Dr. Megan Kirksey and Reverend Daryl Hamilton, 7 p.m. this Wednesday. We are also looking to convene a group of uh, volunteers for whom vaccine distribution, especially in areas of um, low vaccination rates in New York are high. If that's an interest of you to make phone calls, to begin conversations, let me know and we will be gathering a task force soon led by Danita. Finally, this Saturday, we are partnering with dozens of national advocacy organizations as we head to DC for the Make Good Trouble Rally. Our list of 10 demands include restoring voting rights, granting DC statehood, ending the filibuster, realizing reparations, bringing HR 40 to the floor, raising the minimum wage, reimagining public safety, and, and more. Head to our calendar, check out August 28th for all the ways you can get involved. We need a lot of volunteers and we need bodies to show up. So if you are in a space um, where you are able and comfortable to travel, um, with COVID and everything else that's happening, I consider you joining, I urge you to consider joining us in DC. I said finally, but there's actually one more thing I want to bring to your attention. We have a reparations task force that has been learning and listening and growing in relationships with each other and with some of our partners for over a year and a half now. And we have put together two really important listening circles so you all can hear where we are, what we're learning, and so that we can hear from you. The first one will be on September 26th, right after worship in the Chat and Chew space, and the second will be on October 12th at 7 p.m. Family, we're going to move now into a time of prayer. I have a little instructions as we do that. If you are with us in the Zoom space, in just a minute, Ben is going to put you into breakout rooms. You are going to have a minute and a half where you can share with one another what is on your heart and so that you can pray together. If you are worshiping with us on one of our streaming platforms, you'll stay right where you are and you'll pray with me. Then after a minute, you'll be brought back and we will pray, to, we'll continue praying together. So let's go into our spaces now and begin a time of prayer. Let's pray together now, family. If you are still not in a breakout room and worshiping with us on another platform. As we go to God in prayer, we recognize her spirit swirling all around us and inside us. And I ask you as we begin praying, what is breaking your heart today, middle family? What is breaking your heart? I'd like you to put that in the chat. What is breaking your heart? And after you put it in the chat, say out loud, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. As things are in the chat, I will say, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers from time to time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. 
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. And now as we are all back, let's continue praying. God, it is a gift that we do not walk this life alone. Though fires rage, though violence swirls, though chaos ensues and hate abounds, love we know is the final word. And we experience that love, God, because you love us and have demonstrated your love for us. Hold us, God, in your love. Bound us by your grace. Inspire us with stories of justice, with songs of peace, with echoes of hope. Give us moments of pause and praise when anxieties rise. God, anxieties do rise. Help us feel your spirit all around us and be people that reflect that life-giving spirit, that reflect your hopes for the world, your demands for justice and peace. God, we say together, countries who are experiencing extreme hardship and violence right now. We continue to hold close to us Afghanistan, Haiti, Japan, Ethiopia, Lebanon, New York, and we hold caregivers, those who are looking for employment, those who are working too hard for a system that might not value them, for those whose mental health is challenging today, God, hear it and hold us all. And friends, now let's pray together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. I hope that you'll pray it in whatever way is comfortable to you. There's an inclusive version printed in the bulletin and your amazing ushers are putting a link to the bulletin now in the chat. Let's pray together. Ever loving and holy God, how will it be your name? Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now friends, we are going to move into a time of passing the peace with each other. We're gonna go back into breakout rooms and remember that peace is loud, that peace is a verb and it is a gift from God that we can give to one another. So let's pass the peace now.
different workshops that we've done on Black Lives Matter and white privilege and all that stuff. I've been in the social groups like New Adventures. Financial distress and I was don't even talk about it to others because I figured that's for me to deal with but never had a church of like an actual church that actually cared. I'm so grateful for Middle and my choir family. I know that I have been lifted in prayer a million times and I know that that is what has gotten me through the worst of my days. So Middle has been a constant for me. It has been a very present help in a time of need and I'm so grateful for my Middle community for welcoming and embracing me. And even though we don't have a building, I feel really hopeful about the community that we continue to be for each other because I see all the ways in which we are looking out for each other. Really love uh, connecting with the young people um, and all and in general all of the groups that meet together in this time uh, virtually. And on Sunday is also inspirational and, and gives me some comfort that someday we'll be able, you know, we will be together again and be able to hug again and do all the things that we did uh, before the pandemic.
Well, that might be one of the most uh, adorable things I've seen. Uh, wow, <laughs> it's amazing and so good. Well, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are, good day to you, Middle Church. Uh, my name is Victor Andre Green, my pronouns are he, him, and I'm coming to you from Paris. It's a long story. I can tell you about it later if you want to know, but I'm really honored to be with you, worshiping with you, and ready to read our scripture for today. From Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through verse 20, Paul says this, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of God's power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of every evil in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand therefore and fasten the belt of truth around your waist and put on the breastplate of righteousness as shoes for your feet Put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then Paul ends this way. Pray in the spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. 
pray also for me so that when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known the boldness, the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it boldly as I must speak. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, middle, I got to say, I haven't preached in some time, uh, and it's not that I'm necessarily nervous, but I have been here in Paris standing in front of my closet for a really, really, really long time, singing Whitney Houston's So Emotional, trying to figure out what in the world to wear. There's a black cassock behind me. I could have wore a tie, but I, I settled on this because it's soft, and I hope that's okay. I wore this shirt recently when I visited Rome back in July, and I saw the work of an anonymous street artist. The tour guide brought their vandalism to my attention when we entered the arena. Look at this graffiti, he said, and pointed down at a doodle, a battle scene carved into the Roman Colosseum, a gladiator held a sword that looked more like a slingshot and stood next to a Roman soldier and a creature, maybe a flamingo. Apparently, according to the doodle, once upon a time in Rome, a real crowd watched a real Roman soldier fight a real gladiator, fight with a real Goliath-sized wonder of the world. And the guide said, we know the fighter by their weapon and traced the shape in the air with his finger. All roads lead to Rome, so they say, and they lead us here to Paul. We can say many things about the end of Paul's letter to that minority community in and around Ephesus. Paul has just ran off his infamous domestic codes, master slave ridden bits. And as Reverend Amanda reminded us last week, strung together language used in a long history of anti-Judaic readings. But Paul at the very, very end is not pretending, can't help it. Pray for me, y'all, he says, I am in chains. Paul in prison under Roman surveillance, possibly handcuffed to a Roman guard. Don't forget that. Ends his letter by doodling what he sees, the whole arena. And as he speaks in the same battle rhetoric he used at the beginning of his letter, when he first heralded the resurrection as a cosmic victory, he constructs a suit of hard armor made out of the image of that which he's bound to, the, the Roman soldier and God, the divine warrior mentioned in those Isaiah and Psalm scrolls. And I can hear it. I can hear in Paul someone trying to encourage folks to stand and to stand together and to be a community of resistance, okay, and someone 
consciously or subconsciously, intentionally or unintentionally, who can't help but talk about their chains. Unable to forget how vulnerable they are. Paul saying that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, and Paul unable to pretend his flesh and blood aren't bound up in that struggle. Yes, the chains that bind him are made of iron, but not by iron alone. They belong to an invisible, invisible arena. Uh, made out of spiritual and material columns, if you will, uh, run by rulers and authorities and powers and principalities that grow in our world like, like tendrils. Uh, arenas with powers and principalities that show themselves not an abstraction, but through things, like real things. What Myra Rivera says in Poetics of the Flesh as mechanisms in which societies promote the flourishing of some bodies and stifle that of others distributing life and death. The, the, the whole arena kaleidoscopically appearing and hiding through things like museums and banks, schools and prisons, churches and government words and symbols and an arena built in a circular shape that helps it stand and stand firm and withstand the test of time, an arena we can trace in the air with our finger. And, and we've, we've been tracing it, have we? We've been, we've been tracing it for the past week, from New York to, to Paris, from Afghanistan to Poland, from Haiti to Japan to Mexico, all roads seem to lead to Rome. And they always seem to lead us back into the arena. Church, where were you when you entered the Colosseum? Beloved, what did you doodle when you watched what happened? When you dragged your finger across Earth's body, and you felt Earth's belt loosening. When you felt Earth's shoes running. When you felt Earth's shield breaking. When you felt Earth's helmet falling. When you watched Earth get squeezed by, by tendrils and you, and you dragged your finger across in the air. Yes, was that, was that power that we felt? And you felt a Bible belt, and, and, and you felt an unmasked helmet, and you felt a, a lithium shield, and you listened to earth cry out like a red panda. Pray for me, y'all. I am in chains. And you saw it, and you felt it, oh, you felt it evil wearing the whole armor we keep giving it. Evil appropriating truth and justice and peace and faith and adapting them into colonial cosplay for an imperial agenda. Evil revealing that our struggle is not against flesh and blood alone, 
but also symbols and rhetoric and metaphors that can come to life and are capable of building and destroying whole worlds and whole peoples and, and can make it a struggle to remain soft in a world slowly trying to chain and harden our hearts. As Cole Arthur Riley put it, struggling to protect the parts of us that still wince at pain. Yes, church, where were you when you stood in front of your own closet feeling vulnerable, struggling what and how, trying to figure out what to dress and how to dress like God so you can protect your heart and mind and soul when it feels like evil seems to dress like God too. Me, I've been here in Paris, standing in front of my closet, singing Whitney Houston so emotional, trying to figure out what in the world I can wear anymore, doodling this sermon, which is really more like a prayer and an offering for you to try on for size. Beloved, maybe all roads don't have to lead to Rome. And beloved, maybe they don't have to lead to the arena. And maybe we don't have to be known by our weapons, nor our armor, nor our chains. That, that maybe we can sit with Paul and the Roman guard bound to each other in prison and pray with them saying we don't have to limit our futures by dressing them up like Rome. And we, we can be bound to each other by something other than our chains, something other and beyond the arena, something that's vulnerable to revolutionary love. That, that, that maybe today Paul helps us to remember our struggle against powers and principalities is also, as Dr. Emily Towns says, in womanist ethics and a cultural production of evil, to recognize from the onset that the story can be told another way. And when dealing with evil, that it is not time to dumb down or take cover. Beloved, maybe today, this is the truth that holds everything together. We can graffiti new stories into the stone and together. Me, I've been here in Paris trying not to take cover, standing in front of my closet, singing Whitney Houston so emotional, doodling and imagining us rising up and wearing the rainbow spirit of that kid shepherd named David, who, if you remember back then, as a pre-king teen, when asked to enter the arena and face Goliath, refused to wear Saul's armor, saying, I cannot go out in this. Liberation is not tacky. Imagining us standing firm and strong, wearing something soft, soft to one another, soft with ourselves, soft with the earth, vulnerable to beauty and change, holding smooth stones we use to graffiti new stories into the arena. And that maybe in the end, church, when the world traces its finger across the stories we tell, 
They'll touch a story of a people making a beaten path over places once covered by tendrils, where apparently, and according to our doodles, once upon a time in New York, a real community prayed in the spirit, prayed on all occasions, prayed in every way and rose up and walked out, out of the arena singing with Whitney. Ain't it shocking what love can do? And may it be so, and amen. <laughs> well, Victor, that made me so emotional. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm. Ain't it shocking what love can do. We're so blessed, church, to have a community like this um, that spans the entire world, uh, that crosses oceans and all kinds of divides. Um, and we know that that's only possible because of you. Middle is only as big as you allow it. Middle reaches only as far as you send it. And that's why our, our online ministry, our digital ministry is so important. Because we can only get as far as you want us out in the world. You are middle. So when we put out those things in, uh, on the social medias or in the emails and we share the things, we need you to get the message out into the world. It's you. It's you in the morning and in all of my dreams. <laughs> it's you, middle. That's why the portal is important because the only way that some of our members in other states can connect is there. This is how they talk to each other every week. It's you. Um, I think most of you know at this point that we have a phone number that you can text to get the bulletin. I'm gonna drop it in the chat right now, if it'll allow me while I'm trying to talk to you at the same time. Y'all know how I am with multitasking. Somebody will drop it, I can't do it. Um, <laughs> but if you text that number, you know you'll receive the, um, bulletin but do you also know that if you text that number and and type in the word care that it'll take you to our care portal where you can put in a prayer where you can um get the number to to connect with a minister in real time where you can um get help for getting vaccinated where you can get help for um rent cancellation or mortgage help um did you know if you text that number you can um you can text donate or give, text the word give to that number. And it will let you donate to our um, entire operational budget, which beloved is this coming year for the church, a million dollars. Us as a membership, that's how much we are trying to give. Us, as the people who hold this and own this, that's our storehouse is $1 million. And that is not an easy win, beloved, if you aren't giving 
real talk. There's one phrase that we can say um, with certainty, Jesus actually said um, during his time when he was alive. And that is um, what you treasure is your heart's true measure. So all you have to do is check your bank account and um, you know, do you treasure Starbucks over <laughs> revolutionary love? No judgment, just telling you to go check your own stuff. And I hope I'm not coming off as harsh. I just really believe in the work that we're trying to do here. It's important. It's important that you share it, that you bring people to it, that we all do this together as a community, that we're able to build this together. Bring God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Will you help us by joining? You can text the word join to that same number. Will you help us by giving? Now's your time. Thank you.
From all that dwell below the sky, let faith and hope with love arise. Let peace, goodwill on earth be sung through every land by every tongue. God, we thank you for the many ways in which you give and pour into us. And we ask that these uh, gifts that we have given be used for thy will and purpose, be used to bring your kingdom here on earth, uh, be used to stretch just a little bit further past ourselves. In your name we pray, amen. just say uh, thank you. <clears throat> and I don't mean thank you because I preached. I mean, thank you. Um, having now been a member of Middle for a little over a year now, um, just how important your ministry and community has been for me abroad, especially this past year or so, which has been so difficult and challenging, that you have helped me stand and stand firm. And so friends, beloved community of God, trusting that we do not stand alone. I pray that we might walk out wearing the gifts of God together, truth, peace, faith, justice, and love, standing firm in God's love and refusing to be overcome by evil. Amen. <laughs>